morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, January, what? <laughs> 27th. Okay. That's good. I can work with that. We can do the 27th. It's Wednesday. And uh, you know what? Um, it's been a weird week. I don't know. I, I feel like I say that every week, but it's been a, it's been a weird one. Uh, but I'm glad to be here with you to bring you some news and analysis. I've got a lot on my mind today to share with you all. My name is Dan Benjamin. You can follow me anywhere that you would like, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. It's Dan Benjamin, just that. That's all you need, except GitHub, where I'm just Dan. And you know, um, I've told this story before. When Twitter first came out, I had Dan on Twitter. And who knew what Twitter was going to be? No one knew what Twitter was going to be, right? No one knew. No one knew. Not even me. And so I thought, well, I'll get Dan. It's no big deal. I was like the first in the first hundred people on Twitter. But what happened was everybody else, as more people started to sign up, they didn't know how to use Twitter. So I was getting daily hundreds of messages a day. And my phone was constantly, this is back when we used to text. Twitter was like texting. And I was getting all these texts and it was my bill for my phone uh, was going up because this is back when you used to have to pay for texts too. And I said, I don't want to get every single person's like message uh, for Dan because they didn't understand I used Twitter. So I'll just change it to Dan Benjamin. Pretty dumb, right? Right? That's it, Pretty man. dumb. Game over, man. All right. Game over. Uh, so while you're here, subscribe, like, and subscribe. More of you are doing it. And I would just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing that. It's, uh, it, it's, it's great to see the channel growing. It's great to get the new subscribers. Uh, a lot of y'all are still on Periscope, which is fine. Apparently that's okay, uh, that you're there because Twitter is going to be replacing it. But so if you're, if you're, if you're finding this and you're watching it on Twitter, cool. If you're watching it on actually Periscope, not so cool. So come on over to YouTube if you don't mind. Uh, yes. So. Uh, Dominic says he'd not sure if you want to know about little Dan, I'll tell you about little Dan sometime. Uh, and if you, if you have your own creation, I've got a lot of desk space. I don't know if you realize that. So send it over. Send it for those of you just listening on the podcast, the you won't ever get to see little Dan. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, oh, and finally, yes, support the show on uh, Patreon. Almost none of you support the show on Patreon. And, and so shame on you. Uh, but that's all I've got to say about that. Patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. If you would like to help support the show and you know what we actually, because not enough of you have done it, I've got a sponsor, but it's a good sponsor. Think you'll like it. Uh, so we'll get to that in just a minute, but I'm going to dive in right here, uh, to talk to you today about some of the things that Biden is doing. Uh, and you know what? I, I have a prediction. I have a prediction and this, this is going to sound, it's going to sound like a criticism, but it's not. It's a compliment, and it's something that I, I deeply welcome. I deeply welcome, and I'm happy about what I'm going to say. And, and also, you know what else? It's a hope. It's a wish. It's a little prayer. I think President Biden is going to be our most boring president in, in recent memory. And I also think that his entire administration and the things that he does in the administration is going to be not just boring, friends, but intensely boring. This, that's right. I think that, that President Biden and, and his administration and his tenure 
is going to be the most boring one that we've had in recent memory. And you know what? Bring it. Give it to me. I'm ready to be bored. I'm ready to be bored by politics. I'm ready to be bored by the White House and Washington and Congress and the Senate and all of that stuff. Let's let it be boring. I think we as a nation need to be a little bit bored. What do you think? Do you think so? Do you think it's important that we are a little bit bored? What are you saying? And yes, see in the chat room, you're agreeing with me. Eric says, please, please, please. Can politics be boring again? And Bill has his little bell. Where's my bell? It's over there. I'm not going to get it today, but I have a bell. I would be ringing it. But you know what? I do. See, and this is where where we have this whole thing. with. I, I rearranged it. That's who rearranged it. But somewhere in here. Oh, yeah. I put it over here and I can do this. There you go. Let's have it be boring. So let's talk about some of the boring stuff that uh, President Biden is doing. He's going to halt new oil and gas leases on federal lands and take other climate-related action. Well, it's good. We want him to take the climate-related action if you care about the climate as much as, uh, as much as I do. But it's all just boring stuff. He's going to host a Leaders Climate Summit on Earth Day, April 22nd. This is pretty boring. It's good. I want him to do it, but it's boring. Let's be honest. It's really boring. Biden will take action on protecting 30% of the country's land and water by 2030. Great. Boring, but great, right? Uh, he he has halted more than 100 regulatory actions on the environment taken by the Trump administration. It's just, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a term for Biden for you. You ready for my term for Biden? President Biden is our undo feature. That's it. He's the undo feature and he's just, nope, undo, undo, undo. And if you've ever used something like a word processor or Photoshop or something like that, where you've got like unlimited undos, it's just command Z, command Z, command Z. So you know what? My new name for President Biden is Commander Z because he's just undoing everything that was done by the previous administration. Uh, so... Welcome, welcome to the most boring presidency, Commander Z in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of undoing things, the Senate impeachment trial arguments are going to be starting February 9th. This article uh, is written by Jeremy Her Herb, Manu Raju, and Claire Foran. That's your name, dude. I just... That's half the reason I put these uh, articles on the screen is just so I can say the names of the people. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to they're still going to go through with it. But did you hear that like 45 out of 50 uh, of the Republican Senate members have already said, no, we don't want to pursue it, which is enraging the Democrats because the Democrats are like, you said you were going to be fair and unbiased and you just swore it yourselves in. And, and now you're already rejecting this whole uh, this whole thing. But. So even though it is scheduled, um, it's uh, it, it's it's not going to go anywhere. The senators are were sworn in yesterday, and they immediately voted no, nope, we're not going to do this, not going to happen. Uh, and uh, so that's it. You got nothing. And they say to the Democrats, no. And here's a link about that. First thing, this is on the Guardian. Leave it to The Guardian to talk more about the United States than the United States. Uh, first thing, chance of... Oh, no, we've got our music for that, too. We've got our uh, UK national anthem. Uh, 45 Republicans attempt to dismiss Trump's impeachment trial, suggesting it is unlikely enough will vote to convict him. Plus, Biden aims to vaccinate 300 Americans by fall. Well, don't jump ahead there. We're going to get to that. 
but yeah, they're saying that his impeachment trial is just going to be shut down. Well, we knew this. Who's surprised? Is anyone surprised by this? I'm going to say no. no. Nobody is surprised by this. In fact, you're going to get the ultimate. Uh, did you really think that anything would come of this impeachment? Did you? It's, it's just not going to happen. I can't believe you thought it would. I can't believe you. I expected more from you. That's okay. Uh, more uh, news from Command, Commander Z. He has set a bold timeline for return to normal life. A bold timeline. So let me tell you what his bold timeline is. He says that he has pledged that there will be sufficient vaccines for 300 million Americans by the end of summer. Uh, the, the article here says that this is a bold and politically risky response to criticism that his pandemic plan lacks ambition. Uh, it says, <laughs> I love this, in a show of presidential power six days into his term, Biden sought to galvanize the action of federal, state, and local governments into a kind of unified national effort that had up until now been lacking during this once-in-century crisis. Quote, to a nation waiting for action, let me be clearest on this point. Help is on the way, Biden said Tuesday after announcing the purchase of another 200 million vaccine doses and a hike in distribution to states within days. Uh, so we need a lot more than that. If he had said 500 million, we would have had an exciting presidency. But he said 300 million. We know 300 million is probably impossible He's setting himself up for failure. Oh, and I forgot to do the uh, the intro, so Excuse here it is now. Me. I'm in need of medical attention. So, yeah, uh, we're talking a little bit about COVID stuff now. Um, oh, out of order in my news, but I'll take it anyway. The Boeing 737 has been cleared to fly again by the uh, European Union regulation. Uh, that is... And, and the UK civil aviation is is different. So don't get don't get confused. Okay. Uh, but they're saying it's okay for this thing to fly. Well, if you remember, this is the plane that had two tons of different problems. You couldn't tell it they couldn't tell if it was uh if it was climbing or not, and it had all of these different issues with its computers and it was rushed through and there were all these problems with it. And so every single one of these 737 MAX airplanes has to undergo service upgrades, reworking its entire electrical system. It's got new maintenance checks. It's got a new operations manual. Apparently, there was stuff in the manual that, that, that procedures and things that they put in there that they knew wouldn't work and that were designed to cover problems in the software, the hardware, the plane. Uh, I don't want to fly on one of those things. No, thank you. All right, back to back to COVID coverage. Okay, uh, Merck is scrapped. Now listen to this title, and this is why I have this in there. It's Friends, jackals, Benjamin Nation. I'm here to translate the news for you. That should be the sub the subhead for this show. Translating the news for you. Listen to this. Listen to the title uh, headline of this article. Merck scraps vaccine says better to catch COVID virus and recover. What does this say to you? I'll tell you what, this headline is, is it's wrong. Um, but here is, here is, is what this says when I read this, okay? It says Merck scraps vaccine, better to catch COVID virus and recover. 
What I hear when I, when I read this, okay, is Merck has said, our vaccine sucks. You're better off getting COVID and getting over it than taking our vaccine. That's what this art headline. Do you agree with me? Can can I get can I get some kind of agreement here from you guys in, in the chat room? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Yes, that is correct. That's what it says. It says our vaccine sucks so bad that you should go and get COVID instead. But that's not what's the in the actual article, and that's not what they're really saying. And. This is on a site called principiascientific.com. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. That's right, absolutely. Um, let me translate it for you by reading the actual article and not just seeing the headline and moving on, which is what they're counting on. It actually says that vaccine manufacturer Merck has abandoned development of two coronavirus vaccines, saying that after extensive research, it was, listen to this part, okay? It was concluded that the shots offered less protection than just contracting the virus itself and developing antibodies. Said another way, the vaccine that they had developed, or these two types that were in development, not their only efforts, just two of the kinds they were developing. How many are they working on? 50? We don't know. A lot. They're Merck. They're doing a lot. But of all the ones that they're working on, two of them weren't very successful because they provided less immunity than somebody who had had the, the virus. And that's the goal with the vaccine is to give someone the same immunity that they would have had they had the virus. Okay. So what this article is really saying and the translation piece here is our vaccines weren't as effective and didn't provide as much immunity to the virus as actually having the virus. That's all it says. So listen, interim results from a phase three study showed a greater than 50% reduction in the risk of death or respiratory failure in patients hospitalized with moderate to severe COVID-19. Well, sounds pretty good, but 50% reduction isn't enough. That's it. They just said that the two that they were working on weren't effective enough. What this sounds like is it was so bad, you should just go get it. We think you should just go get it. People sent me this article asking these questions about it. <sighs> Why N95 masks are still in short supply in the United States? So I was just talking about the KN95 masks and N95 masks and a bunch of people uh, had commented on that. And uh, basically what this article says, which is an NPR article, which guess what? They're still writing actual news, friends. They are still writing news that I think is suitable for, for uh, all of you to actually read. Um, it says a year ago, hundreds of desperate consumers were emailing Mike Bowen's Texas medical supply factory every day, looking to buy N95 medical respirator masks that can filter viruses, uh, scared Americans and moms and old people and people saying, help me. <laughs> Bowen recalls just help me. Good. Uh, but today, most consumers still aren't able to buy N95 masks because the supply availability to retailers remains very limited. Even hospital workers are still being asked to ration and reuse their supplies of N95s. And the website of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention says N95 respirators should not be used by the general public because they should be conserved for healthcare professionals or personnel, rather. KN95, no limitations. And like I said, not an epidemiologist, in case you don't know, just wearing a sport coat doesn't make you an epidemiologist. Gets you close, 
come this far, this far. But a KN95 is pretty darn good. And you can buy those. You can buy those on Amazon. So uh, just go get those. Oh, it's time for our, our, our sponsor. This is actually, I'm excited to tell you about this sponsor because I've used this sponsor before. Our sponsor is LinkedIn Talent Solutions. That's right. We got a sponsor. What do you think of that? Now, I'm going to tell you all about them. Uh, here's the deal. If you're trying to hire somebody, and I'm yes, I'm, I'm reading it off my little script, which is on my phone. Uh, but here's the deal. LinkedIn, there's 722 million members on LinkedIn. They're all people who are interested in building their career, networking, communicating with other people. And LinkedIn has become in and of itself, almost like a social network. A lot of people who have wanted to escape the, the nastiness of Twitter uh, have come to LinkedIn and there are really great conversations over there. I hate to say that I'm surprised to find it, but I was pleasantly surprised to find how much people are really engaging with each other there and they're offering tips and help and support and great ideas. Well, all of these people, a lot of them are looking for jobs and a lot of them are hiring. That's what LinkedIn uh, Talent Solutions is all about. They are really, really great at helping you manage your job posts. We did a job posting and I was able to find really, really great candidates right away. I remember sitting there struggling and saying, I don't know who to hire. They're all so good. As opposed to the traditional way where you're kind of saying like, how am I even going to find the right person? But what's great is it also helps you build your company's brand if that's what you're trying to work on. It helps you explain to candidates what you are, what you're doing. And so that way you're going to just get the right candidates coming at you. And that's what you want. And you get to manage them all in one place. You can mark people as like, yes, I want to interview this person. I'm not sure. It's a maybe or no, a decline. And it, it it's such a nice streamlined interface. I found it to be really useful. And I'm not just saying that, like I genuinely had a really good experience with, with them. So here's the thing. When you guys are ready to make the next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs, you can post a job for free. That's right. That's a big deal. Post it for free. Go to linkedin.com slash quit. Now, listen, <laughs> this isn't the quit show. I know that, but that's the URL that they had set up and uh, we're, we're doing the ads here. So it's still quit. You remember me from quit, right? That's fine. It's uh, linkedin.com slash quit, Q-U-I-T. And uh, go there and you can post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks very much to LinkedIn Talent Solutions for making this show possible. Boom. That was fun. Now, listen to this story here. A little more COVID stuff for you. Uh, oh, they're saying the stream is frozen. The stream is frozen. The leads are weak. You're weak. Tell me if the, uh, if the stream is still frozen. Maybe they just uh, have to run. Nothing I can do about it. Sorry, little Dan. Can you help? He says, no. Uh, Pharmacist is going to plead guilty to ruining hundreds of doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Department of Justice is reporting. What? That's horrible, isn't it? A Wisconsin man agreed to plead guilty Tuesday to tampering with doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, oh, good. They're saying it's the chat. Uh, the thing is okay in the chat. Good. Two charges of attempting to tamper with consumer products with reckless disregard for the risk that another person will be placed in danger of death or bodily injury. Each carries a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. He's a 46, check this dude out, 46-year-old pharmacist, Stephen Brandenburg, like the uh, the concerto. What's your name, dude? 
He previously worked a night shift at the Aurora Medical Center in Grafton, Wisconsin. And on the evenings of December 24th and 25th, he removed a specific box of the Moderna vaccine from the pharmacy refrigerator for multiple hours. He spent the last 23 years as a licensed pharmacist. He knew he would leave the vaccines inert and less effective. He knew it. He did it on purpose. He knows that. He's got to know that, right? Of course. Well, here's the thing. Um, Agents conducted interviews with hospital staff, collected surveillance footage, and reviewed electronic records. Here's what they found. They uh, said that he believed in an array of conspiracy theories and notions of alternative history, when they have quotes around that. He shared these beliefs with coworkers at the medical center. He was also wary of vaccines, especially the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. 57 individuals at the medical center received doses of the vaccine that he allegedly tampered with. It's unclear whether they were rendered ineffective or not. And uh, wouldn't that suck? You wait all this time to get the vaccine. Obviously, you're some of the first people to to get the vaccine. And now you find out that this guy might have screwed around with it. Uh, Thanks a lot, dude. That's not cool. War were declared. Um, More COVID stuff. I don't just want this to be the COVID show, man. Regeneron uh, says that it's a monoclonal antibody. That sounds like a a good uh, band name, monoclonal antibody. That the monoclonal antibody cocktail works against coronavirus variants. Now, we knew it worked against coronavirus, but it works against the variants also. Isn't that great? That's what you want. Uh, so what? So, well, the, the, I'll tell you what. Uh, this means that if you get the B117 or the B1135 or whatever, uh, that you can take Regeneron and it will make you better. Uh, that's what Donald Trump, President Trump, received. When he got it, Regeneron. Now, it has been granted emergency use authorization by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and it was used uh, a lot for that. Uh, but emergency only, meaning it wasn't designed for this. But what are you going to do? Okay, so there's some good names in here, so I have to read. <laughs> have to read this. Quote, as we expected, the virus continues to mutate, and these data. Now, stop right there. Okay. I want to get this done um, right to show me all the blueprints. Data is usually used as a plural, uh, but sometimes it's singular. And it always bugs me when they say something like these data. I want it to be the data. Don't you? Come on. Come on. Get on board with me. We got the Oxford comma going strong in 2021. Let's talk about data with the As we expected, the virus continues to mutate and these data show. How about the data shows? I'm just going to edit as I read. And the data shows the continued ability of Regen Cove to neutralize emerging strains, further validating our multi-antibody cocktail approach to infectious diseases. Regeneron President Dr. George Yankopoulos said in a statement, with two complementary antidotes. Yeah. Okay. Market zero next frame. Uh, with two complementary antibodies in one therapeutic. I also, I see, like like I don't like when they take therapeutic because it's an adjective, and then they make it a noun. Well, we've got two complementary antibodies uh, in one therapeutic. Uh, no, I do not approve of you. Even if one has reduced potency, the risk of the cocktail losing efficacy is significantly diminished since the virus would need to mutate in multiple distinct locations to evade both antibodies. Ho's team. <laughs> what? Ho? Who's Ho? Okay, Dr. David Ho, 
right. at Columbia University's Aaron Diamond AIDS Research Center, Center <laughs> is saying this. Doc, Dr. Ho, uh, forget it. Just uh, let's go to the next article. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, when you're, this is a BBC article called when your pandemic puppy doesn't work out. <laughs> this is, this is the news friends. This is a, a headline article on the BBC news for today. Uh, Pondering, when your man. pandemic puppy doesn't Pondering. work out. This is an article by <laughs> she, a, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing today. Uh, by Ashitha Nagesh. Uh, who says, on social media, others seem to be having the times of their lives playing with their dogs, posting adorable photos, and recording cute animal-themed TikToks. The message, a furry friend would make lockdown a lot less lonely. People who've been putting off getting a dog because of lack of time at home suddenly had a glut of it. Glut of it. They say lockdown as the perfect, they saw lockdown as a perfect opportunity to finally raise a puppy. Now, I'm after this, remind me to talk about the terms like puppy, pupper, doggo, pooch. We'll talk about that in a second. Now, almost a year later, as surprise, animal shelters are starting to see older puppies with behavioral issues being handed in in frustration by owners and pet sales websites are filling up with listings for puppies being resold. Okay. Now, I'm going to look something up here to read to you on the show. Okay. So when I type in uh, this into Google, I type in the words define puppy, define puppy, a young dog, a young dog. And for those of you who, uh, who are just listening in, you're going to have to imagine these pictures. These are pictures here. There's four of them. And uh, all four of them show very young, very small and some people might even say cute dogs. Okay. Um, they're very little. They're, they're tiny and they're clearly young. You can tell because they have the youthful uh, visage of a young animal. Okay. They're cute and they're little. Uh, so that is the primary definition, a young dog. Now, what I see a lot are people calling a, just a regular old dog a puppy. So I call my nine-year-old daughter, my baby. Yes, we call her that in the family. Uh, she's nine. She's not a baby, but I call her, I say, oh, come here, little baby. My little baby, you're all grown up. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. You have a nine-year-old, you call her a baby. That's fine. She doesn't like it as much anymore, but she tolerates it. Um, and I've told her, I said, I don't care. You, you can be, you know, you can be a, a doctor, a lawyer and a Supreme Court justice and you'll still be my little baby. Sorry. But I don't understand why dog owners call their dogs, who are clearly not puppies, why they still call them puppies. So I want there to be a, some kind of moratorium on this. I'd like to institute this now. I'm going to send this up the, up the chain to Commander Z and we will see if he can make a mandate. Because if, and here's where I'll draw the line. If your dog is capable of reproducing, whether you've had it fixed or not, I'm saying age-wise, if it would be capable of reproducing, it's not a puppy anymore, okay? 
So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. I don't think. So whenever I see an article referring to a puppy, but they really mean dog, you know why they're doing it? Because they're trying to appeal. And this is the, this goes back to my whole headline thing and the clickbait thing. They're trying to appeal because a puppy sounds cute. Look at, look at the pictures. Look at the picture of this little, look at this little dog. Who couldn't like this? Look how adorable the picture of this little dog is. It's cute. Even people who don't like dogs, I think they're going to look at this and say, look how cute this is. Look at this sweet. And that's just one of the pictures. Look, I, this picture. Look, oh, he's sitting in his food bowl. Look how cute this little puppy is. That's a puppy. Okay. It's not a dog though. I mean, technically it's a dog, but a dog is not a puppy. So stop trying to play with our brains. Stop trying to get us to click on things because you think it's about cute little puppy. It's just about dogs. So call them dogs. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm going to get Commander Z to weigh in on this. Did you know that, uh, it's no surprise here, uh, 2020 was the worst year ever for hotels. Uh, that's true. The uh, U.S. hotel industry suffered its worst year on record because of the coronavirus pandemic, severely crimped business travel, and Americans gave up on vacations to stay at home. The occupancy rate of just 44%, the industry surpassed 1 billion unsold room nights for the first time in history, eclipsing the 786 million that went unsold during the global financial crisis in 2009. I would also be curious to hear some numbers uh, that happened around 9-11 because we couldn't fly for a while then and everything pretty much shut down, but it didn't last as long. Things got back up to speed, I think, more uh, more quickly. It's as revenue per available room is down nearly 48%. The industry is expected to show close to zero profit for 2020, according to STR. And STR is some kind of uh, research company, um, but also according to the American Hotel and Lodging Association, which, of course, you knew about. Uh, okay. Here's another article. Very important stuff here. Okay. This one is super important. Uh, oh, you're welcome. I mean, that's, that's what I do. I try to bring attention to important things. Pamela Anderson is quitting social media. Now I have a very small area of news that I can actually see on the screen, but Pamela Anderson has announced that she is quitting social media for good. Not like Alec Baldwin, who just for now. Pam Anderson, for good, for good, because she is rejecting big tech companies. Okay, what does that mean? Well, you remember her from Baywatch, right? That's where she got her start. Uh, she's politically vocal. She's famously vegan. She's now angry at Facebook and Twitter, despite having millions of followers. And uh, she said in her last post that she is, quote unquote, free. Yeah, she's free. She says. I've, uh, this will be my last post on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I've never been interested in social media. And now that I'm settled into the life, I'm genuinely inspired by reading and being in nature. I am free. And she posted a close up, low resolution headshot of herself, which I'll show you in a second. She says, thanks for the love blessings to you all. And she urged her fans to find the strength and inspiration to follow your purpose and try not to be seduced by wasted time. And here is the picture of Pam Anderson. Uh, let me see if I can close some of these ads. Uh, and uh, and so here she is. It has almost 30,000 likes. And she had a bunch of hashtags. And she says she ended her declaration with a cryptic warning against big tech claiming they want to control individuals' brains. So we, we need to cue our 
music for that. That's what they want and can use to make money. Control over your brain. Hashtag the bewildered herd, she said. She made a similar statement announcement on Twitter, writing goodbye social media. And of course, she's not the first one. You saw um, Sasha Baron Cohen, aka Borat, running a campaign against Facebook, but he didn't. He didn't say quite the same things that she's saying. Um, but uh, he said in 2019 that uh, Twitter and Facebook were the greatest propaganda machine in history. And you know what? I don't disagree with that. Here's what he said. The algorithms these platforms depend on deliberately amplify the type of content that keeps users engaged. Stories that appeal to our baser instincts and that trigger outrage and fear. He's 100% right. I couldn't agree with him more. It's time for a fundamental rethink of social media and how it spreads hate, conspiracy, and lies. Amen to him. I just needed to take a sip of my drink, so I played a longer song. Microsoft's profits have climbed 33% over last year. You know why? Because we're all working from home. We're all putting stuff in the cloud. And yep, Xbox and PC, people are at home. They've got more time. They want to play games. Being at home is, you know, is a little bit lonely and boring. And now you can play games with other people. So that's why that exists. Uh, and that's why they're doing better. They've had a 33% in profits. Uh, they raked in $3 billion more than what analysts expected for Q2, and it's up 17% compared to last year. So, um, yeah, and uh, Tyler in the in the uh, comments says, um, uh, "I am I am not using social media." They said on social media. Well, you gotta you gotta say goodbye. You gotta say goodbye. I think. Uh, oh, I wanted to show you guys this. A couple new mediocrity T-shirts came in. I wanted to show you guys. So this one is kind of fun. This has a, uh, looks like a, can you see that? Can you, you can see that. It's, it looks like an old, an old style Care Bear. And on its, on its chest is a, another Care Bear looking closer at another Care Bear. It's Care Bears all the way down. That's the first one. And the second one, I know my son is going to steal this one from me. Uh, he's getting big. He wears like the same size shirt as I do now. Uh, so this one says, you know, because the company that that does mediocrity is meh.com, uh, meh little pony. And it's got a, a kind of apathetic looking little pony there with a kind of meh uh, emoji on it. And it, it, it says, whatever, whatever. I love that. So if you want to get really cool T-shirts, go to mediocrity, like mediocrity with an extra E. And uh, they have one artist every week and they come out with two t-shirts every week. And, and so this week's uh, are, uh, this one is someone uh, design a commercial like designer for 36 years. And, uh, and so this is their design. It's very cool. I can't wait to get this one. It shows like TVs with a test pattern on them, kind of melting and a please stand by. And because look, they've told media Stand by and look, they're out in nature. I dig this one. So you can get these by going to mediocrity.com slash Dan. You can also check out meh.com uh, slash Dan. And a lot of you did. I was so excited to see that. Remember a couple of weeks ago, but look what they've got. Look what they got today. Remember the last time? So you can get KN95 five-layer masks, 60 of them 
for 30 bucks, 29 bucks actually. Isn't that awesome? These are really good masks. We were just talking about masks. Couldn't have been more perfect. Thanks. So go to meh.com slash Dan and get yourself some Can95 masks and I'll get a tiny little kickback. So um, yeah, it's Care Bears all the way down. I got a little bit more for you. How long are we into? Okay, we're doing okay time-wise. We're doing okay. All right, I'll, uh, I'll keep going. No, I'm going to keep going. Bond film delays, you know, the, the new Bond film that's coming out, are reportedly causing product placement havoc for brands. That's right. Uh, this movie has been delayed many, many times. It's called No Time to Die. And uh, it was originally going to come out October, well, not originally, but they moved it to October 8th, which is a full year after it was supposed to come out. And uh, they said, now when the movie comes out, it's going to look like Daniel Craig and all the other cast members are using like old gear and old equipment and old stuff because it was filmed probably like two or three years ago with the most cutting edge stuff possible. And it was supposed to come out last year and now it's been pushed to the end of the year. So by the time the movie comes out, he's going to have like old stuff. It's like if I, if, if they were filming a movie and they were supposed to be showing the latest, greatest iPhone and it was like an iPhone like 10s. Well, we got the 12 pros right here. So why are you showing me a 10s? That's the problem that they're in. I just thought this was really fascinating because that's something I don't really think about. It says the film will reportedly feature Omega watches. Uh, Bollinger Champagne, and Adidas footwear, it seems likely that the HMD Global's Nokia phones are at risk of dating most quickly. They announced last year that the film would include its Nokia 8.35G from last year and uh, the uh, Nokia 7.2, which was released in 2019. So these are all old things. And here's a quote of a source that was talking to The Sun. The big tech firms want the stars to have all the new up-and-coming products to help promote them and sell them to fans. The source tells The Sun, it means some of the scenes are going to have to be very carefully edited and looked at to bring things up to date. So what exactly are they going to do? Do you think that they'll, um, do you think that they'll do some of the, um, some of the like editing where they'll show them holding a phone and then they'll have a different, a different hand holding that you got to watch for that stuff. You got to watch for it. Wag the dog. Am I right? Am I right? Plex. What are you doing, Plex? Plex has launched something called Plex Arcade. It has retro games. Isn't this really cool? Here's a video I'm going to show you of it, if this works today. Let's see if you are now entering Plex Arcade. That's loud, isn't it? Okay, sorry. <laughs> it was kind of loud. So it's these cool 8-bit retro games, tons of Atari games that they're showing you. And, that, and if you are one of these people that has your own ROM collection, wherever you got that, guess what? Guess what? You can use that. Isn't that great? Okay. So why are they showing Buckaroo Banzai on there? Did you see that? They're showing Buckaroo Banzai. Hold on. Look. That's Dr. Emilio Lizardo short-circuiting one of the arcade games they spliced him in. I wonder if they paid for that. Did they pay for that? Uh, anyway, if you have Plex, you should get this. I'm going to be setting that up this weekend. Oh, uh, my friends over at, hold on, I'm going to have to show you. You know what? I'll save that for the last link. I'll get, I'll get back to that. Uh, there is a really cool collection of wallpapers, dynamic wallpapers uh, for desktop and mobile. And uh, I am a big fan of kind of minimal, nice looking wallpaper. And this collection is really, really cool. Now, the guy who made it, it's a really good designer. His name is Dizzy Up. Dizzy Up. And he is charging three bucks. 
for 11 wallpapers on the desktop, but the ones that he has for mobile platform are free. And so I downloaded a couple of those. And uh, I don't know if you can see that so well there, but that's one of them, a sort of minimalist gray thing that I really like. I love these. And it was so cool that he decided to give them away uh, for uh, for free, the mobile collection. But look at all these different patterns and styles. I'm like a, a wallpaper hound. It's really dumb. But uh, these are some really cool ones. And so if you're looking for some for your desktop, three bucks, support a designer during the pandemic. Don't be a jerk. What are you such a jerk for? Help this guy out. Help him get to his goal of becoming an independent designer or whatever the heck he's doing. Okay, here's something that I really, really like. This is awesome. This is the weirdest thing that I've ever seen, guys. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Hold on. We're going to get a little, where's my drum roll? We need a drum roll or something here for this thing. Come on. Come on. Don't make me search for it. Okay, here you go. Not that one. Look at this. Check this out. Craft mac and cheese is coming in a pink candy flavor for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Look at this. This is, it looks like worms or a brain or something. Pink macaroni. Are you guys seeing this? Pink macaroni and cheese. And they've got it for those of you who are just, who are just, you know, listening and not watching. I don't know why you want to do it. It's fine. Uh, theater of the mind. They've got it in a white bowl with a fork. And then next to it are some of the uh, Valentine's Day candies that are out here. First of all, who eats macaroni and cheese with a fork? If it's this size and this style macaroni, don't you use a spoon? Am I crazy? And then it's freaking pink. It looks disgusting. And I want it. I want it really bad. I don't. I can't eat it because I. I don't I eat. You know me. I don't eat gluten. But I think this is something that is going to be very popular uh, for home Valentine's Day dinners uh, during the pandemic. So. Um, oh, it looks good on you, though. Yeah. Okay. So my last article of the day for today is Tweetbot Six was released. It has support for the new Twitter API that Twitter came out with. And I know the guys that do TweetBot 6, the TapBots guys, they are great supporters of the stuff that I've done over the years, and I try to support them too. So I wanted to talk about this. But what's interesting about it is that um, it's a whole new application. You need to re-download it uh, from the App Store, and now they have in-app subscription. But before you get too upset about that, it's reasonable. It's a dollar per month or $6 for the whole year. $6 for the whole year. And you get, but what that does is it allows them to make money and spend more time focusing on it. So I support that. I think you should go for the $6 a year thing. I think that's pretty reasonable. But if you don't do the in-app subscription and it's just basically like a read-only Twitter client. So you might not be happy about that, but I think that it is very cool and very worth it. They have light and dark themes that are new. They've got icons that are really cool, dark mode enhancements. Um, they let you open the URL in Chrome or Firefox and things like that. But uh, here's something that I must say I appreciated. When you look at it in the App Store, one of these screenshots, I don't know, there's something I really like about this one. It's something really lovely about this screenshot right here. This one in particular is special. So anyway, go check that out if you're looking for 
a new Twitter client for your iOS device. And that, my friends, is all I've got to tell you about today. I am Dan Benjamin. You can find me anywhere you want to at Dan Benjamin. You should like and subscribe to the channel to get the little notification when I go live with a show. That's the best way to do it. And of course, please, please consider supporting the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Yeah, I had a sponsor in here, but I would love to have your support. So I wouldn't need to do that kind of thing. And you can help me by going there, giving me five bucks, a buck, whatever you think. I mean, $5 for five times a week, four weeks a month, you're getting 20 episodes for five bucks. Seems worth it. I think it's worth it. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Have a good one. And uh, I will be back tomorrow.